have agent rapport. I mean, you not 11, 12, right? agent report, building agent. This is just us. Can I point this down a little bit? Oh, this is the, here. This is it. This is the one. This is the one. I didn't know he had so many quotes. Oh, look, you can see this now. What's over here? That looks clean. That's good. Remember that not getting what you want is sometimes wonderful. We're Stroke we're reading we're reading Dr. Drake quotes in the green room here, waiting yeah, for the Dr. Drake. waiting for our Zoom room to start. All right, oh, we're good. in. We're live. <clears throat> oh, we're here. We're on. Hey, welcome everybody. Good to see ya. To, Who you. Who we know, got? We got lots of we people. Got, oh man, good, right? good. Jenny and Rebecca. I feel like Sean. It, good to see you. Those that haven't joined us before, this is kind of like um, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, right? Yeah, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> or as it was described last week's meeting, it's like um, sports talk video without the sports. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about sports at all. No, no. we didn't. Yeah, but we do. I want to set it up a little bit better this time, is because when we started to um, push these public Zoom rooms. What we had, the vision that we had here was that this would almost be a mastermind style where it's as if you were walking into our office to have a conversation with us about whatever the topic of the day is. I mean, we obviously pick topics that we hear from our team, from the market. Today's being how to win, how to get your offers won, won. accepted yeah. in today's multiple offer situations, right? Yeah. In today's multiple offer world. But I don't want this, I don't want you guys that are out there that are, that are, that are with us on Zoom to think that it's just a radio show for you to listen to. The whole idea is that this is a mastermind style event. What do you want me to do here, Adam? Push it away. So we would love, I love questions. I love feedback. I love interaction. We are going to try to toss the mic over to you to say, Hey, Gail, what are you seeing out there? Or Hey, Erica, what are you seeing out there? Because again, this isn't just a, I don't, I don't view this as a podium. I view it more as a round table. So with that being said, did you do you have the official name of today's today's conversation, Seba? Um, I'd have to look at something for what, how to win. How to, how to win? get your listing accepted. How right? to get how, your, to how to get your offer accepted in a low supply market. So currently we have I don't know the last number I saw looking at the active homes on the market was seventy nine forty eight. I don't know if it's up or down. Usually it's a Thursday, so it's probably higher because most, uh, most people list on Thursday or Friday. Those are the most popular days that people list houses. So maybe it's 82, 83. And then by the end of the weekend, I think we'll be back around 8,000. But considering that's under one month of inventory, we are starting to see the highest, it, you know, because I was kind of trying to compare it to, to 2005. Who out there, let's talk about, what is the amount of offers that you were competing against on a deal? Yeah. We're throwing it over to you guys. How many offers are you up against or how many offer? What's the highest number of offers you've gotten on your listing? I mean, the most, I see Alexandra is connecting to audio. Maybe we had five, six in the ones in the past week, we had five and six offers on, on a listing, on a listing. Yeah. Okay. What about you, John? Oh, we, we have people using the chat. Great. Sean chatted. Uh, Sean King said, I heard 40 last week. 40? 40? Holy oh, smokes. Holy smokes. There's a few out of there as well. Ciel said three, and Jenny Castillo said seven to ten. Sean's answer for price range was 230. 230. 230. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I would bet. So.
Jimenez said 40 as well. Anna, wow. 40. What was your price range, Anna? Thank you guys for the feedback. Great I love feedback. It. Yeah. And Anna, good job. I like your logo, Anna. That's a nice Zoom pick. It's a 320 price range. 320. What wow. city? And feel free to unmute your mic if it's easier for you to talk rather than, but I know sometimes there's noise around us. Uh, in Phoenix. Okay. Thanks, Adam. And that's Adam Wagner. He is our producer in-house, our chat reader. Thank you very much, Adam. Yeah. Appreciate it. Who just joined? Alexandra, was that you that joined on video? But not on audio. Yeah, okay. that's all right. We're good. We're good. Dave also chimed in and said, I've heard 40 a couple times, 300 to 400 Dude, wow. that's like yeah. three, three wow. people the, said 40. I, I remember in a John, How do you even I, I remember a John Hall moment. Okay. So you're talking about a moment between the years of 2004 and 2011. Yes. A brokerage that I was with two brokerages ago, John Hall owned by your father, I believe at the time. Yeah. I, I've heard of and it. We, we were over the, we were at the rain tree office, the red brick building over across yonder. And the number was 61 offers. Oh, and you mean like house, highest ever? The house sold for, actually, maybe it was 63 offers. But anyway, so we're in there. But the house sold, it was listed for 300000 and they got 361 Wow. Wow. In cash? 2005, yeah. cash, yeah. But did it, now the game is, does it appraise? Well, it was cash, so it didn't have to. But yeah, yeah. all right, good deal. So, all right, so Phil, we got, today we got to make, this is kind of to give you a, a bullet point list of the different strategies so we'll add that some we commentary see. and then if you guys want to add some i think we got six seven or eight possible i don't know how long we're going to hang on here but just to make sure how about we add one and then they add one okay and well, then we add let's right. see right because i would love for you guys to share what you're doing out there as well but number one i think the key to winning because um this is just above all is um speed to offer speed to offer from what point from speed, what point well, from the point in which um you basically beating the competition to the house presenting a winnable contract that is actually you know above value removing as many contingencies like making it a, a unequivocal steal of a deal Great offer. Great offer with a short close. Like I think that that what it, about or a short response time? Right. Speed. Like to me, this means you know driving the neighborhood to identify when that first post goes up before even they've had time to put it into coming soon. Right. Like to me, there's always things that you can see. Um, you know, maybe they're getting the house cleaned or maybe getting it painted or they're getting. There's things that that you can be familiar with before it gets to market, right? There is always some kind of notifications. If you're really active in the neighborhood, if you're talking to neighbors, it's hard if you're working with lots of buyers, but if you're only working with one buyer or two buyers, you should be spending your time driving around the neighborhoods that they like them the most where, you know, that's why you want to try and find it down and then getting your offer in fast fast and we're First. gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about other strategies along with fast yeah right how to improve your fastness i think is is kind of the the strategy that's number two yeah nice so speed so as soon as that property like even if before the property goes on the market try to get your offer in that is obviously one way be that's how to beat your competition i mean to me part of that is is preparing the client so that they're they know that when it's 230 that they're going to have to come in at 245 
right? That they're going to have to waive appraisal or, you know, they're going to have to. So speed of offer and strength of, so I, yeah, no, we're, it, we're getting into term, I, like, terms. I, yeah, we're, there, terms there, are going to be different. There's going to be more terms in there, but I mean, it's still, um, cause in having worked with lots, I mean, last year, let's say $88 million worth of houses and working with lots and lots and lots and lots of sellers. There's just a point at it's gonna, you know, it's up against appraisal if it's in a, one of those neighborhoods. Um, but also if you make it so appealing and we're going to name some more things to make it more yeah. appealing to that seller at some point, they're just going to be like, we'll take it. Like it's, it's unreasonable to think we're going to get better. Right. Yeah. So the speed, the thing is, is I think why it's one is that being late is never is you're, is the opposite way of how to get your offer accepted. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's not, they're not in the, it's not like one of these is going to accept it. It's try and get them all as many as you can of these things in one deal so that you can win. Right. Like, yeah. So awesome. What do you guys think of that? <clears throat> I see Jeff dial. Uh, Dave just said, this may be obvious, but does everyone include incumbent screen status? Absolutely. Part of part of this is driving around as you will and, and definitely include coming soon status. I mean, I'm still shocked that we're only seeing two and 300 houses in coming soon. I don't understand why there's not that, that that's not being utilized. With, but it is definitely because it's not in coming soon status. Great point, Dave. Thank you for participating. The key is for those that don't know is when it's incoming soon, it's not on Zillow yet. Right. Like there's it's not. MLS is it not, be. it could be, but it, but only if that agent is an elite agent that's adding it to Zillow. So to me, definitely coming soon status is the, is the best place to start. Awesome. I think that some of the resistance that we come across with coming soon is that the agent might not let you in the property to see it. I, and that great segue to number two, Phil, what's right. number two? Well, number two, actually, any other comments on speed? I thank you, Dave, for your comment. Who else is on video? It's hard to see the name. Mark, thanks for being brave enough to put your mug on the Zoom with us. Adam Appreciate Roy, it, man. Yeah. Nice. All right. Sean, Sean says, is a short acceptance time good? How short is short, Jeff? Well, short acceptance time is if you do a good job in communicating with the listing agent that they're reachable and all this stuff. I mean, to me, uh, three hours, two hours. Yeah, put yeah. the pressure on. Put the pressure on. As long as you write. And what you're hoping the thing is, 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 the reality is that listing agent, if they start to smell that they're going to get lots of these offers, they're going to tell you we're not responding to any offers. Yeah, until that's Sunday fine. But I, but to me, that's when that's when you you can if you write a great offer early, you can you can win. Right. Right. Because then they don't have the we've got ten offers coming. I, conversation. I mean, I just sold a house. I was a seller, and they wrote a very great offer. And I, we coming soon, coming soon. And right? you accepted it. And I took it. Right. Cause yeah. I was like, so one it, of the it checked all my boxes as a seller. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to. I mean, what, it's not going to get much better than this. It's not worth it. I mean, cause the, like, do you really want to handle, does your seller I heard really you say want three hours? I heard you say two to the, three hours to answer Sean's question. Okay. Right. But the communication with the listing agent is key because sometimes there's been listings where we've gotten a two hour uh, response time on an offer that's come across and it like kind of irks you a little bit, like depending on when that comes over, if you don't know it's coming, you well, haven't okay. prepared your client. It's not work. two hours at eight o'clock on a Friday night. It's right. not two hours. Unless you're talking to on, them for three hours and up to it. Right. 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 And, and to me, it's not, 
a blind email with a two hour, right? right. It's text. It's, it's, I'm going to see the property. I'm talking to my buyer. It's, report. it's, it's, it's text and phone. I mean, there, 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 yep. there has to be significant communication with you and the listing agent so that at least they can prepare their client to know that it, the whole idea of their traveling and I don't reach them to me. I don't buy it. It's always BS. Yeah. It's always mind. BS. Right. right like so they, if they're going on the market, they know they're going on the market. It's not like we have ever, Adam, as our listing manager, is it ever unclear to our, our sellers when we're going on the market? No. Right. Good answer. <laughs> okay. Number two. And actually, um, I do have a cone here, Jeff, because I want to share with everybody. That it's your 40th birthday? Today's a big day in my world. <laughs> and people say, hey, when you turn 40, what do you hope to be doing? I'm like, well, hopefully a public Zoom room with Jeff Seabock <laughs> is on my is on, I was gonna say, top of my list. Yeah, I was going to say, list. maybe podcast is a little higher than the public <laughs> yeah. Zoom room. But that's right. What do you got? I have two comments to make. Mark said, are you actually uncovering contingencies in this Zoom call? Uh, Potentially, yes. There's uh, four to seven contingencies in the contract. Absolutely. Actually, how about, is there HOA. a specific contingency that he would like us to discuss? Okay, right. then, uh, Dave said, am I the only one that feels like agents aren't concerned about meeting response times? It almost seems as, as soon. Hmm. Uh, let's say that again. So hold on. Yes, we're going to talk about contingencies. We actually uh, like appraisal contingency. Is that one that we're... Appraisal inspection period. Yeah, man, who it happened the second time ever, the second time ever. Yeah, happens, I used to make Jeff. fun of Phil because Phil had this great idea about four years ago that the best way to get your offer accepted was to get your buyer, I mean, to accept the binzer. Your buyer, you submit a signed binzer with your offer meaning the inspection period is over. Right. There was never an inspection period. And because the industry is full of too many, uh, is we're not raising the bar and there's not enough people that understand the impact of that. I said that I thought that that wasn't a great strategy because I don't know who the listing agent is and that they will be able to fully comprehend the Impact. The overwhelming the impact. I yes. actually think it's a great idea. And when well, so what? Then three weeks ago, we got an offer. Yeah, four years the, later. Four years three later. Three weeks ago. <laughs> the second time, yeah, it happened. The we got time. one. We got one. Someone said this. Came. They said offer in, and we've all they with were, a signed binzer. Right. That means we're past inspection, not as is, because the contract is as is, but saying that we're not going to request. And by the way, we're signing off on our ability to do an inspection. Done deal. Yes. So that's the inspect. That's the strongest way to waive inspections. But of course, shorter inspection times also is a way to make your offer stronger, right? Which we see often as well. Um, but then the appraisal one. There's a generic well, appraisal strategy. Yeah. The, well, the generic appraisal strategy is, and this is definitely one to incorporate as well, is that you waive the appraisal, but you leave a 10-day inspection, and then get the appraisal done during the inspection, and then you cancel due to value. Uh, in the inspection or whatever the right. reason so that way you get to waive the appraisal right so okay. the most people are scared about it but the thing is is you got to be a good agent because you got to you got hold on that way you get to waive the appraisal but you still protect your clients from buying a house that doesn't appraise absolutely right, right. and that is what these this strategy is is a way to get it accepted but also not put your your client at risk right and that does that both it, it handles both because most sell you know um, so the other thing, have you, have you seen anybody that has, that have, um, 
addressed the amount off of appraisal that they're willing to pay? Like if yes. the appraisal comes yep. in yep. X amount, no, low, we see that so it's not just a total waiver, meaning that we're going to be able to come to, we'll, we'll stick with this property. We'll make up the difference, even if we're up to $15,000 yeah. apart no, or whatever what, what, it is. In escalation clauses that we use, we use that we'll pay 500, 1,000 more, 2,000 more than appraisal, 5,000 more. Actually on the offer we had this week, I asked them to say, okay, if they don't want us to take any more offers, tell us that you'll pay 10,000 over appraisal, right? Like just put it down up to, up to, yep. up to 10,000 you'll pay over appraisal price. And then we'll, we'll, we won't ask for more offers, but at least they got us to a, cause they came in strong up front, which is why we're asking, you know, to, yeah. to, to try and get that. And may I just have one caveat? We won't get to every possible cause there's, there's endless amounts of these, but um, All right. So in our list, number two, it's one that I'm seeing that we obviously see more and more that we've talked about on previous um, public Zoom rooms and podcasts, but win first, look second. Win first, look second. Bill, that, that is a, a uh, that is not one concept I would say that I saw in 2005, because I think that they, there's a lot of things that are moment of the market. This the, the reason why we have so many people in this industry for so long is because it's constantly changing, right? Like there's moments of the market that happen as the cycle happens and it keeps it new. It keeps it fresh. Well, it keeps that. Exciting. I know, but this is kind of a COVID thing. I think that is helping this okay, be more. Okay, part COVID. Well, it, there's definitely the, the comfort level and we'll get to your question in a second, Adam, but the comfort level of people, because we've seen more, it's almost like the, the world is okay with, okay, you can't, you, you don't want to come into the house. Like it, fair it, enough, but it also leads to number one, right? If you win first. So what do we mean? Let me just explain. Win first, look second. I, it, it, I started to get louder about the concept when we had a buyer that called into the office and they said, Hey, I saw that this property came on the market. We're going to be submitting an offer. I don't even want to waste my time to go see the house unless I know that my offer wins because the buyer had fatigue, emotional fatigue of going to a house. A home comes on the market. They get over there the next day. They see the house. They decide they fall in love with the house. They're going to write that offer. And now they're up against 15 other offers and they lose. And then they go to the next house that they see and they like it. So that day they're going to write it. They're going to write that offer. It goes in by 3 p.m. that day. They're, they're up against eight other offers and they lose. Now they're like, why would I bother going to the house? Can I just send my offer in for the property? And if I win... If I get my offer accepted, then I'll go look well, at the house. I mean, this is another moment of the market. Again, it could not happen. It, it, the last time we had such a hot market with low supply under one month is because now you get 30 photos of the inside. Right? True. In 2005, you only had three photos of a 4,000 square foot house online or even in a 2,500 square foot house, three photos just doesn't cover it. Yeah, but also if you, if you rewind three years ago, when somebody in Chicago saw that this house came on the market, they had time to buy a flight, come to town, see the house, and write an offer and be the only offer. That at a hot property, that time doesn't exist anymore. Or California, pick what, pick it. We have these out-of-state people that as soon as that thing comes on the market, they know that they want to buy a house here. They're gonna win that house, assuming it gets under contract. Then they buy their plane ticket to come check it out. Yeah, I mean, and that's a part of our competition. Yeah, they, uh, go ahead, Adam. Paul mentioned personalizing your buyer with pictures, dogs, and telling them. 
Nice. Awesome. We're yes, going to, we're going to, that is on our list. On yes, our list. Paul. Number Solid. seven. Yes. Thank you for the feedback. So Paul, have you done that? Do you, do you do that with a winning when it has won? Paul, if you want to unmute your mic, would love to have a conversation with you about it. I see him on the bottom left. Hey, unmute. Paul Baker. Oh, it's Paul Baker. We got a chance. I know. Hey guys. Association, Paul Baker. How are you? I don't know where the speaker is. Is it on? Check one, two. Can anybody else hear Paul? Hello? Yes, you can. They hear, they oh, all hear Paul. Oh, yes, we can hear him. Speaker that works. Oh, technical difficulties in our room. Yeah. Boo. Ooh. I bet Paul's comments are solid, too. Oh, he's <laughs> All I was saying is just personalize your right. offer. It. It's pretty simple. Really A lot of us do it. Our whole give feedback concept of our... um the third one is um oh wait, wait let's finish this i just want to make sure we cover this because yeah. the, the the c property second because that's not the broker recommended i mean you should make sure you're you talk, talk to your broker right any oh, of these strategies make sure your broker's cool with yes it. yes but here's the deal that i think us as agents mm. and um buyers feel that going under contract on a property, getting an offer accepted on a property, I think we all think is a bigger deal than it is. Because in Arizona, you can put a property under contract as a buyer. And then three days later, if you haven't hired an inspection, an inspector to go over there and look at it, and you cancel because you decide your couch doesn't fit, you really came out of pocket with how much money? Zero dollars. Right, like you can go in and out of a contract on a property for zero dollars with a grace period that gives you time to go see a house. And I don't think that as buyers agents, we're talking to our clients about that enough. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, is that if you if you wait till, because a lot of times buyers are at work, a lot of times they're out of town, and that they can't if they wait till they can see it, they just can't win. They they can't get a right. They 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 they're not in the game. Yeah. They're not in the game. And this is a strategy to put you in the game and to win. So therefore, all right, good, good, good. Start sooner with your offers. All right. So number three, number three is realizing that we have to be more seller focused in writing our offers. Okay. Right. And that you might ask the listing agent what the seller wants. Right. Ask them what they want. I mean, one in this is we're trying to get you up to speed on the different things, but so um, to me, it's realizing that most people that own a house are moving. Most, not all second home, not all second homeowners. Okay. Not right? all second. Right. But yeah. most of them are, but there's plenty of them that are moving and they want to buy a house so that either extending the, the giving a longer close, not a shorter close is sometimes the better and that's why communication with the listing agent is very important because if you can find that out or a lease back or a free lease back, I mean, you know, not a lease back, but a, a tenancy with one, for $1, right? Like, so that you allow them to them have their proceeds and make them a more powerful buyer because now you've closed, you have your money in hand 
and now you're like you so know. you could have a two or three week close on the house yeah i mean talk to your attorney but talk to your insurance company always but to me but then lease the house to that previous owner let the owner stay in their house or whatever that period right, of time is that they need. yes that is a that is definitely um because because what we're seeing what 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 we've created in this compression of inventory is that there are lots of people that want to move and the real trick is that's why we talked about speed to offer is if you can identify someone in an area that wants to move actually you can because most people move within three miles i mean to me if you, if you can identify them when they're out looking you can actually put theirs under contract and say that you'll give them a lease back the the challenge is we're still wait we're still waiting too much for the house to be on mls to be out trying to identify houses that are for sale because there is um you know there's a what's leading to this is we don't have enough homes in the valley right nobody's talking about the shortest of supply and that the shortage of supply not only is causing low supply in um in real estate sales but it's causing rents to rise because there's not enough houses for the tenants rents are up 35 percent um but number three is uh lease back or a long close not just short closes because well it actually is combined with number four and that's to to have the conversation about longer to short have close. the appropriate close date yes. to meet their needs yes and community leads back to communication with the listing agent but right? i think yeah, and i think that you have to lead that you have to do a guess wrong not uh, what do they want because i feel that the agents that call us and say what do you want you're like I'm make like, an offer i'm like make yeah. an offer right a to high me, price to me uh, yeah. i just want to know if you're if if a 10 day if a could they be out in 10 days 17 day close day is better or are they looking to buy a house and you I mean what making sure they understand their best situation because it is seller focused Awesome. That was number three and four combined. Uh, okay, good deal. Number five, paying sellers closing costs. Wow. This was one that we heard two weeks ago in our team meeting where we had um, gold title agency, Mag actually Magnus title agency in our in the in the room. And I had asked them, what is the more creative things that you guys are seeing from a contract perspective on getting offers accepted? And her response was, I've started to see buyers that are willing to that are paying the seller's closing costs right because it's better than the because now it's almost better than offering too much because i don't know why people people are scared to offer appraisal over appraisal price right because this is a way that you can influence their moving costs which is their closing costs which is anytime without affecting the appraisal price right their net goes higher right exactly yeah interesting yeah. have you guys and i guess it's gonna have to be chat or if you're on video a nod has anybody in there seen that or done it? The buyer's going to pay the seller's closing costs. I saw no, no, no on the video participants. Any chatters? Yes. In my previous post from Lori, she said, she had one where she said, I had an idiot listing agent misread my buyer's offer of paying 5k of the seller's closing costs and countered back that there would be no seller contributions to the buyer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great year, job. That's awesome. When I pointed out this error, he totally stopped responding to me. Yeah. Oh, that oh. goes back to Jeff's comment about sometimes we're working with people that don't understand what we're trying to do. Yeah, I feel for you because that sucks because you went above and beyond. We're making a great strategy and it's hard because 
Um, I think actually, I, well, you wonder if that seller actually got that news because I mean, if you count, no, like, no, the agent had to save face and probably didn't share that news with the seller. I think it makes it like the lesson to be learned for everybody else here is that when you start to get creative with what you're doing, make sure you explain over explain why this is of value, why this well, is different than one what they not, might think not of it. on here is, um, we sent a net sheet with the paid closing costs to, to raise the number to show that we were going to net this number. I thought that that was a, a pretty good idea. Another way to share it. Yeah. Yes. To making sure that you make that point of, um, it's, it's lesser fees. What do you got? Adam? How to sell all this to the buyer. How to sell. How do you, how do you sell this to your buyer? Okay. Great. Nice. Uh, not on yeah. air, but, um, if we can go off. Well, this is like also tied into repeat that back. So the, the comment was, how do we, all these, all this sounds great, but how are we going to convince our buyer to do any of these strategies? Okay. So the beauty, well, I mean, and this ties into the number six, right? Yeah. I mean, it ties into the number six, but I mean, to me, it's more of, um, the way I like to say it is, um, when you know a market's going to appreciate. So, um, currently there is less than one month of supply and we were at a historic time in interest rates where they're the lowest ever, right? Which means it's a great time to lock in a low rate on the loan. But also the last time we had interest rates or last time we had supply that was um, around one month, that market year, we went up 22%. So I'm not guarantee it's going to go up 22%. But it, the looking at the uh, Case-Shiller index, we went up nine percent. Looking at the Cromford report, that was it for May. The last the uh, last Case-Shiller index said that we were we were the hottest market in the country, and that's out through year this over year, year over year appreciation of nine percent, and that came out at the end of July, and that was based on May's numbers. Based on May's numbers, right? And so when you look at the Cromford report, which, which is, is more current. It said year over year, we're up 12%. So using those three data points, because those are all facts, they're not made up. I'm thinking that the market's going to rise at at least 1% a month for the foreseeable future until we find and that we've been in low supply now under one month for five months. So, you know, it's, so that's how you, so let's say we're not seeing a rush of new supply coming. So it's believed that this is going to continue. So now I know that we're going to go up 1% a month. So if you're buying a house for 300,000, it's going to go up 303, 306, 309. So it's better to buy now because if you wait three months, if you write offers and lose, then you're actually going to pay more and then possibly a higher interest rate as well. That it's better to, be way more aggressive right away. Cause one, I don't know that next time you're going to be available, right? Like to me. Awesome. The other way that I, that we talk about a lot in helping people understand the direction and the velocity or wh why we're going down these strategies of being more creative is because of the stories. And for everybody that's on the public zoom room right now or listening to the podcast, the fact that we just, you guys were just in a meeting where agents, there was three separate agents that said that at, between three, 230,000 and 400,000, they've seen 40 offers on properties 
three separate people said 40 offers on properties. There's lots of demand. There's lots of demand out there. And, and so low supply. What and, do you think is going to happen with prices? Yes. Also, the story about our buyer that called us that had that had emotional fatigue. She was tired of getting excited about a house that she waited to walk into before making an offer. Use those stories when you're talking to your client. Sorry, I'm looking over there instead of up there. Use those stories when you're talking to your client because stories is what we is how we sell, right? If a buyer offers to pay seller's closing costs, is it paid in additional cash or is it put on the loan? Uh, typically it is, to me, it's, the weird thing More is, is you needed. can, add, usually it comes out of the cash. Yeah, you, you need money down. But the odd part is you can actually use a seller, a, a credit as funds for you and then chip in for them out of your cash. Meaning you could reduce your cash um, it's, uh, I mean, then you're asking for a credit, so it's not a great strategy, but yes, it, you have to have cash. To so like taxes, for example, are paid in arrears, right? So instead of the seller crediting you back money for those taxes, they just don't. Is that what we're talking say it about? Again? Like taxes, for example, are paid in arrears. So let's say that I have, I'm a buyer of their house. They owe me $1,200 in taxes. Yes. I just wouldn't take it. No, they don't owe you. Well, they, it comes still, out. It's a credit on their side. Yeah, you would move that to 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 your side. Yes, but it is paid out of the cash. Was the question? Got it. Yeah, yeah, got it. All right. Sorry. Number oh, but number six is the other thing about getting people convincing clients to let's say raise their price. But not only taxes, but title fees, uh, moving costs. You could pay for. You could give them a credit to their moving company on the balance sheet, just as another creative way. As long as you had the cash to help out with. Nice. All right. Number six. So this is a strategy in helping you getting your client to offer the most amount of money. It's a strategy that you, you may have heard somewhere else, but they call it the ladder strategy. It's a way of ratcheting up the ladder to get your people to offer more. So if the property's 303 and you say, okay, well, let's offer 305. And they're like, uh, I don't want to offer 305, right? Like I want to offer 289, you know, and you're like, okay, well, we just won't win, blah, 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 blah. And they say, well, if you saw it and it closed at 304, would you be disappointed? And they're like, well, I'd pay 304. Okay. Well, if you saw it close at 308, would you be disappointed that you didn't offer? You know, that's the ladder strategy. So is you, you use you, small increments to walk them up, up of their original right, price. Right. Like what is the maximum? But don't short it. Don't, don't start at the high number. Well, if you saw it close at 315, be like, a, you know, like start at 1% higher, right? Or $1,500 higher. Would you be upset if you saw that this one sold for 301,500? Okay, well, how about if it closed at 304? Would you be disappointed? Would you be, I mean, are we going to be looking back in 30 days? Like I should have bought that for 304 because now the markets, because if you did that in May, you'd be happy. It was 9%. Now it's 12. That means it went up 3% in two months, right? right? So- now all those, and then those houses are going to sell higher than the list price. So nice. The ladder strategy. Also, one thing that we didn't talk about, even though we mentioned it is coming in highest and best out of the gate. <clears throat> what do you think of that? I thought that included that in speed to offer. But, no, yeah, yeah. that's what but I mean. We talked clear about clear it, point. But, yes. but I think your ladder, you know, the ladder strategy helps you get your clients to their highest and best well, I think, out of the gate. I think the reality is, is that people you know, you see that more in an ascending market, but we're at, we're on top of the ascension of meaning we're, we're at the hottest part and we're in the current hottest part, meaning 
less than one month, low interest rates, like this thing is running at full barrel so that you can't um, hope that they um, multiple counter offer you back and then we'll raise our offer. To right. me, that right. is a, that is a, they might just accept the highest and best on the first one yes. and they, yes. then they don't counter anybody. Yes. And you sit there and you've, you've advised your client possibly that you're going to get a counter. Don't worry. This is Arizona. Everybody counters. Right. Except when there's 40 people, like chances of one of those offers being a solid one that the owner is going to take is very high. Yep. So, um, number seven goes back to Paul's comment. Yeah. We didn't hear it, but we'll, we'll, we'll Can you hear me now. So um, the strategy last time was, you know, take a picture of your buyer, write up a story. That is now the, the standard, uh, you know, it's a- uh, uh, Include it in the PDF of the offer so that the listing agent doesn't remove it when they send your offer over to the clients. Right, um, uh, but now we're seeing video stories, um, sometimes in the house, sometimes them sitting on their couch, right? Like this is the house we dreamed of. I mean, but being creative with your video story to, um, cause it's the buyer, it's the letter. It's I mean, the we just had one down at Gilbert. We had one down at Gilbert and, um, the house didn't appraise and they said they would pay over and they ended up paying 8,000 over appraisal value, 9,000 over appraisal value. Um, and we were like, okay, well, we had a cash offer. We can go back to them. And the seller was like, I love their story, right? Like, let's just go with them, right? Like, you know, as long as it's close and it's good, the, st the story matters always. Because yes. there it's still is, the seller really wants someone that's going to take care of their house. It's just the, and they like to have a picking, right? Like at some point, it's not always about price and it's not always about price. And it's not always about price. Yeah. It's just about being clean. It's being a good agent and a good steward to work with as well. Right. Cause for us, we want to make sure that agents are communicating well with us as listing agents. Um, on top of that. Jeff, um, can you hear me now? I, of course, think of where, when, right. If you walk, if you're at a house, I mean, let's say that you don't do the win first, see property second story, but you actually go see the house and you're walking out of the house to have a video of those clients walking out of the house with the enthusiasm saying, we just saw your house. We're going to be submitting an offer. I'm so excited. We're so excited. Hope that they, you know, let us know if there's anything, any reason why ours yeah. isn't going to win. Like be, be raw with your camera footage. Don't feel like it needs to be some production quality thing. It's your birthday and the suns are on. So let's wrap this baby up. And our audio doesn't work. <laughs> so we can't hear anybody anyway. Uh, it might work. Right. Adam says, Let's try one more test to see for next time. Somebody say something without being muted. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Adam, it only took you 13 minutes. That's mm. good. And Raul you joined us. It's almost. All right. So, yes. so, 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 uh, number one was speed to offer and focus on trying to find the house coming soon. That's what we're, we're doing we're right, now. right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. So number one was speed to offer and make sure that you're, uh, being diligent about finding houses in coming soon, but even working neighborhoods to try and identify houses that are not on the market neighbors that are looking to move so that you can get your offer in before anyone else Being early is a winning strategy. and being a great offer right from the start. So number two, win first, see property second. Number three, 
Offer lease backs, assuming that your brokerage allows that. And it's really emphasizing the seller focus is making sure that you know that you're trying to get to get as many check boxes of the seller. You're trying to make sure you're understanding the seller's needs and it includes number four and that's long or short closes with that, what, what best fits that seller needs and offering it, not asking just, well, what do I need to do? Meaning, okay, did they want a longer close? Do they, or where are they moving to? Did they, can I contribute to the, cause the next one is pay, number five is pay for seller closing costs. Is that in that seller discovery, you can find out what are the things to remove some of their financial burdens that, that your buyer can take? Number six, the ladder strategy to help your buyer get to the highest and best out of the gate. Number seven is the video story in place of just the letter. I think uh, one bonus strategy, and this is- uh, Pete joined us on video. I always like it when people turn their video boy, right, right. So this is a quote, make sure you talk to your, your, your uh, make sure you talk to your broker, but the, as long as you disclose that you're making offers on multiple properties, you can make offers on multiple properties to help your buyer right you know at at, at the same yeah. time who was that that just joined on video hope hope welcome all right all right thank you guys thank you for tuning in where we're going to have we record these zoom rooms we're going to send you a text message that asks for feedback hopefully we covered the topic that you thought was going to be covered <laughs> if for any reason you didn't you weren't able to make it then we have the uh recording that we'll send out to you so thank, thank you guys for happy thursday us. Woohoo! Have a, have a beer my birthday today yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>